want these kids to grow up as quitters because you know what they do? Quit. Grow up to be adults that are quitters, <laughs> right? Yeah, it becomes like, easy and like uh, it's like practicing anything. You practice quitting a whole bunch and you're going to get real good at it. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I am here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? You know, it's crazy. Riley is 12. He is going to be 13. And man, he is at that age that he's like testing stuff. And I know we've talked about it before. Like things get a little bit difficult and he's like, well, I'm not doing it. I want these kids to grow up as quitters because you know what they do? Quit. To be adults that are quitters, <laughs> right? Yeah, it becomes like, easy and like, uh, it's like practicing anything. You practice quitting a whole bunch and you're going to get real good at it. It's like Bella. Bella goes to her circus classes. And so she does uh, Lyra, which is like the big metal ring. And so she's got to pull herself up there and hold herself and all these things. And she comes home and her arm's sore. She's 10. She doesn't really know like a lot about like being sore. Um so she comes home and she's like, ah, my arm hurts. <laughs> like, I can't do anything. I'm like, that's called you're sore. Like, that's good. Her sh- shoulder just hurt too, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, her shoulder hurt. It, it's a little bit of both. But we're just, you know, doing things like quite a bit that it's going to happen. I went and painted all those lines <laughs> at the museum and my body hurt so bad after that. It was fine doing it. Uh, so I'm progressing as far as. You know, how it used to be where I'd just be in all kinds of pain from that after a couple back surgeries. But now I've gotten through that and you know, I'm able to get through it. And uh, my body was a little bit sore the, the next day, but it's fine. No reason to not be able to go do something like that. Yeah. Sean had two back surgeries before you were 30, right? Mm-hmm. Man, two of them. And so uh, coming back from those is uh, quite a Well, quite And a that's feat. the thing is, you know, I've got my mom. She... If it was up to her, I'd never do anything ever again. Yes. You post a picture of you doing anything and she's like, oh, no. (laughs) I don't care if I was 50 and then I had the two surgeries. Like, I'm not going to go the rest of my life thinking, well, that's it for me. Right. You know, it it was bad enough. It ended two careers at at the same time. But, I mean, there was no getting around that at that point. Uh, And it ultimately turned out to be, obviously, the... uh, the best thing that could have ever happened. For sure. Um, but, you know, there, there's certain things that still hurt and uh, may always hurt, but it it's not enough to make it so that I should never do it again. I still want to go hiking and doing all these things that, you know, uh, I don't want to be prevented from doing that. Right. Well, sometimes you then you just got to take it easy. And, and like we've told Riley, like we went on fall break last week and we went to this indoor water park and that kid went up the stairs for the slides 9,000 times and apparently like 8,999 is the limit. And so he, you know, we would go out there for a couple hours and, you know, do all the water slides and stuff and then go back to our room and like, you know, make some food and, and chill out. And then we go back over there again. The last time 
he didn't make it back. <laughs> That's like six flights of stairs every time to go up to that top, that top slide. Like we were so excited to go one more time that day because the slides get dark. Like it gets dark outside. And so the natural light isn't coming into the slides anymore. And so there's a couple of them that are pitch black and it is amazing and exciting. And he was so excited to do it. And he was so pooped out. He went to bed, <laughs> but that's good. Mm-hmm. He it doesn't mean that he didn't do it the next day. Like it wasn't like he quit completely, but he was smart enough to know like, hey, maybe I need to to pull back just a little bit. Um, and that was pretty cool. I thought that was a good thing that he did um, because you know that that takes experience. And I want these kids to understand because there's damn adults that don't get it. Like, listen to your body. Listen to your like. If you are tired go to bed. Like you don't have to stay up. You don't have to push yourself to do all these things. But just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you get to quit either. Like just because Bella is sore from Lyra doesn't mean that she doesn't do Lyra anymore. It means that, okay, you're going to be sore probably every time. What can we do to make it better? You know, maybe every once in a while you need to take like an ibuprofen or something. Maybe you need to ice it or heat it or take an Epsom salt bath. Like you got to figure these things out for yourself And I always tell them, like, I'm not you. You're you. I don't live in your body. This body works different. (laughs) And I haven't been that age in a long fucking time. So do you think people's parents don't tell them these things? There's got to be something like that because there's a whole lot of people out there that uh, are missing some life lessons that should be pretty easy to explain um, at a young age. I don't know. Maybe they did and. They've lost their way, forgot how to to do certain things. You know what I'm going to bring up? This, like, fucking coronavirus. 14 days to slow the spread. That's fine. I was fine with that. Like, we don't know what this is. It's a little scary. A lot of people are getting sick. I was totally fine for, I will stay home for 14 days. You stayed home. In our state, it was only 11 days. They locked down in Georgia for 11 days. And they were like, dude, don't leave. I was okay with that. I didn't leave for 11 days. But then once you start to figure these things out, oh, this is okay. This is fine. Oh, we know something new. Like you got to get back to what you're doing. You can't stay home forever just because something happened. You can't just quit life because stuff gets difficult because it's always difficult. Always, always, always. How are these people going to be parents? Parenting is fucking hard. You don't just ditch your kids because it gets difficult. Maybe <laughs> people do. They turn into the, the kids start to be teenagers. And so uh, they hand them phones and tablets and then the parents drink at night and then they don't know what's going on. Like maybe that really is what's well, happening Well, we know there. that from, you know, these some of these parents that have multiple kids, you know, how they used to raise their first one and how it's progressed. And now, you know, they've got a kid that's in college and then they got a kid that's 12, you know, that how they parent that 12 year old is substantially different. Some of that is like, you learn a little bit that like, you don't have to take a lot of stuff with you on the second kid. You know, we had extra stuff that we didn't really need. Uh, You know, that there is that kind of lesson, but I do think some of them are like that, that they're like, did this already. Yeah. Being a business owner is hard. Like there are days, there's been many days that it, freaking sucked yesterday sucked 
Man, yesterday <laughs> was. Like, some of these days, like, stuff just does not go right. And it's not like you can be like, call somebody and be like, you deal with this? No. <laughs> uh, when I worked at the publishing house with Jill, that was the best thing. <laughs> like, I dealt with everything until there was a problem. Like, I kind of handled it. And then once it got to that point, like, I was like, you got to talk to Jill. And Jill made everything better. And she was so good at it. Then when I started working for myself and I didn't have Jill to take care of it, it kind of was hard. I still have a hard time with stuff like if you don't pay me, it's going to take me a long time to get your payment for some reason. That is why it has been great. Not using FreshBooks. I'll resend that some bitch five times a day. You know what, though? Sometimes you have to call. Sometimes you have to push a little bit more, though. I just recently... You told me that I needed to call on a payment and, and I did email about it. Uh, but that's still like uh, and when a there's call and email are two different things. This is I've never true. had to call anybody. You know, uh, I mentioned before that I signed up for all those certifications for veterans, dis disabled veteran business or veteran owned or blah, blah, blah. I did every woman owned. I did every single thing that I could find under the sun because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And then that's how I was going to like magically get all these cool clients. And I ended up getting a bunch of shitty clients. We had those plumbers in L.A. and we printed a shit ton of business cards for them. I printed all kinds of stuff for them, but they were so hard to pay. Like they would not pay me. They would pay like, oh, 90 days. Oh, whenever they wanted. And I would email the guy and he would be so condescending. Like it's only that. $750, dude. It's, it's like me and another, it's two people here. Like that's a lot of money for my little teeny business. Only $700 and pay it. No big deal, right? And, you know, he was always such a jerk to that but he's guy. Not in business. Well, he was just the accounting guy. He was not the owner. I did not have access to the owner. It was a pretty big company. Hmm. So, what was it? It was Rooter or something. Oh, it was a franchise. It was a franchise. So, with the little the little dude on yeah. it, whatever. Um, but so, and that was hard, you know, and, and not having somebody else that could do that for me was difficult. But when you started working for me, I think that made it a little bit better that um you're a little bit we better. can start passing blame to each other <laughs> a little bit you know what i've heard that people have done because this whole like collecting money is like something that in business is just a hard thing and so whenever you have these hard things like you gotta figure out like what the fuck works for you and so i've heard that people will do like a single company like a solopreneur right one person they'll make another email address that's like kevin at torymathis.com and you know what Kevin handles the bill collecting and Kevin writes some mean ass emails. He is serious about collecting the bills. And so that way, the the person that's dealing with it, it's usually some type of service professional, you know, that's dealing one on one with their clients um, that you have like that nice rapport with them. And then if there's something happens with billing, Kevin will take care of that stuff because Kevin ruthless. That's, Kevin's like, pay me now. That's clever. <laughs> and so you want to. So they want to talk to Kevin on the phone. Oh, Ke Kevin's Kevin's a mute. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin doesn't actually speak. Hey, <laughs> uh, if it's that big of a, a struggle for some of those things, it's probably best to offload that crappy client. But again, you have to like find the problem, and the problem you can't quit. Like these people are like throwing in the towel. Like I'm not gonna. I can't be a business owner because <laughs> I can't collect bills.
can't get people to pay money. No, you just got you got to figure out what works for you. If you need to make a Kevin, then you need to make a Kevin. If Riley needs to not stay up late or walk up 9,000 stairs, I'll tell you the second day. So that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we were also all day at the water park. And uh, I think he, he slowed down a little bit at the beginning of the day so that he would last at the end. And then we, him and I, woo. See, and if he would have overdid it the day before, he could have completely ruined the whole entire next day. Yeah. And it's good that he didn't because we tore it up on Wednesday night. Him and I. More than I did. Yes. Sean quit. (laughs) Sean said, I'm going to the hot tub. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Uh, We actually ran up those stairs. So six flights of stairs as many times as we could. We were trying to get in front of people. We were trying to do whatever we could so that we could just get that one more and one more. We told the guy, our goal is to go one more time. And he's like, I think you can go a couple more times. Challenge accepted. Let's go. <laughs> it's nice when there's not a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, off-season traveling is pretty nice because it does make it a little bit easier to uh, to do some things. Though some things are closed, and so it's a give and take with that kind of thing. All that all that was closed for us uh, in this case was that kiddie pool that made no difference to us. That worked out well. Incorrect. Uh, we tried to get chicken wings the first night, and the grill was closed. It was closed all week. That was just in that location. Uh, all of the outdoor slides were closed. Yeah, so, that's always like that. No, because we go off season, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> that's what you get for off season. Stuff is going to be closed. I'll make a phone call next time. <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> Tell him to open the grill and the slides. Unacceptable. <laughs> ah, that Kevin, he's going to take care of it. He's so good at that. I think we all need a little Kevin in our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't need a Kevin at the museum. No? That'd, that'd cause all kinds of problems. Your people are so nice. You don't really have any disgruntled anything that makes it... It was super hard at the beginning, though, justifying even the $5 admission. You know, when you start a museum with one car, uh, especially at the beginning when we had cars for sale, like, they straight up didn't want to pay to come in. That's true. And it sucked because i thought you know it it wasn't great like i knew it wasn't great but then i also knew it was only five dollars and but then i just started rationalizing i'm like look i i need to keep the riffraff out so five dollars if you're into this stuff if not goodbye well and i think that there are some people that want to help out beginner businesses and if you let them know hey we're new we only have a couple vehicles i think that people are willing to help out yeah. But again, is it's a money thing that was hard. Mm-hmm. Riley has been dog sitting and I should say pet sitting in the neighborhood. And before we went on fall break, he actually for the weekend pet sit his first fish. And uh, by the time they got home, we left. And so we were gone all week. We got home on the weekend. He didn't hear from them. And he's like, <clears throat> I don't want to be rude. And I'm always worried when he says that because there's some crazy shit that comes out of this kid's mouth when he starts like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I don't mean to be rude. But she hasn't paid me yet. I'm like, oh, looks like you may need to go over there or text her. I'm like, I had nothing to do with this job. This is you. You've got to take care of this. 
If it's important to you, you don't have to be mean about it, but you can go say something. And he got lucky and she showed up and delivered his money. Yeah. I excited. get the job. You close the job. And he does the work. He does. But if he has issues with the payment, like he needs to take the first steps for that. Again, like it was uncomfortable for him. And he's going to have to go through all these uncomfortable times. Well, really, all these people, they overpay for the service. I don't know. The one... Well, except for that one. That was a lot. He had to go to one four times a day to feed and let out the dog because they didn't have a doggy door or anything like that. And he got a big old scratch on his arm. You see that scar he has? Ooh, it's a good one. He's going to have that forever. He'll remember Vader forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's good for him to go through some of these these challenging times because then you become an adult and you can't let these challenging times make you quit. You know, we go to the gym, you get sore, I hurt my damn shoulder again. It doesn't mean I stop going to the gym, but it does mean I need to figure figure this out. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm going to quit before that happens. And you were saying you think it's an excuse. Um, to not go, to not do things. Not do things. Uh, yeah, because it's easier. You know, if you make, if you give in to the excuse of why you can't do something or um, why you shouldn't do anything anymore, it's, it's easy to quit. It's just. You know what? I think I am so lucky right now. I don't hang out with a lot of people. So the people that I do hang out with mostly are the people that I work out with. Five days a week, I go hang out with them. And they're awesome. They are all middle-agey, you know? There's no young ones, really. Every once in a while, we get a young one. They don't stay in our classes. And these are like CrossFit style. old people. <laughs> these are like CrossFit. I think it's because the gym is expensive. I think they might, the younger people might go to the cheaper gym. No, I, watch, I, I watch people. and like I don't watch them because that's oh. weird. But I see... Um, a lot of the younger ones are hit and miss because they'll they'll come in and then you won't see them again for a while but But, they're still there so they're paying a membership but you have to pay for that class that's not a free class the class that i take is a premium class because it's yes because it's considered like small (laughs) oh shit i've said too much kevin (laughs) so it is a premium class classes are free no no so jim is milking us dry the yoga classes are free the group classes where they're all in the room, all la, 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 you know, jumping around to music and stuff. Those are free. The ones that I take are with the actual trainers and it's considered small group training and it's more like technical and stuff. So you get more one on one. So you get to work with an actual trainer. That's why there's only 12 people, 14 uh, people allowed in the class. Well, then those they other really ones, need to stay up and, and keep up in you and not downgrade for the I new know. people. So that's why that's we get some young ridiculous. people come in. And I think they're just trying it out. He's like, you can try it for a day or two. So the one young girl that worked there that I really liked because her and I were very competitive against each other. um, She stopped paying because her mom didn't want to pay anymore. And then he let her go for like another month. And then he finally like cut her off. So she actually stopped going. Then she ended up moving to Florida. But I don't think it is a young people class. That's the only thing I can think of because I know like CrossFit and things like that. Like it seems like a young type of person. I was going to start going to that class too, but not if I have to pay for it. Fucking liar. (laughs) Kevin. 
lying. He's not going to the class. So the people that I work out with, they are paying for a premium class. They are all my age or older. I don't think very many of them are, are younger than I am. Um, but like they, w- nobody complains. Like we all like really root each other on. Like we are not quitters. We are not going to make an excuse. In fact, we get hurt or something. We are fucking pissed off that we're going to miss the gym. Like none of the people are like that. So when I hear you saying like these people are making excuses that they don't want to do anything, like I don't hang out with people like that. So it's like I've almost like like washed my hands of that. That when I hear that, I'm like, what's That's going on? That's when you on? want to social distance yourself. <laughs> get re- get away from those people because it's contagious. That I, I mean, again, I got people in my immediate family that that if you were around them for too long, you you start it starts rubbing off whether you realize it or not. Uh, because that's what you're around. Uh, and it's it sucks, man. I mean, I pretty much was raised like that. And since I've been on my own, it's... You so know, when you wh- say, whatever it is I want to do, I go do it. When you say you were raised like that, what do you mean? Like before 18 as no, a kid? No, but you, what were you raised like? You said you were raised like that. Oh, like, uh, I don't know, negative. Always looking for the reason they can't, they can't do something. Like I couldn't play... I couldn't play football because I might get hurt, you know? So went and did it anyways. There, there's just things I, I, there was always a reason I couldn't go do something. Uh, and it was like that until I got just a bit old enough to be like, to question, well, why? Like, is there a specific reason why I can't do something? You know, uh, I got nothing else to do, so why not be able to do it? Because for the, I mean, it was always no. You can't, you can't go do that. Hmm, that's very interesting. So I wasn't raised that way. Uh, there was always like a question of like financial stuff. Like my mom wasn't going to spend money on certain things because she was going to spend money elsewhere. Um, and you know, looking back, I don't think that her decisions on where she was going to spend money would be the same as my decisions on where money would be spent. For example, we had a swimming pool and a spa, but I did not get braces. So, so money wise, that was always a thing, or we lived in kind of the boonies there for a while. And so, uh, trying to logistically get me places, like you said, you couldn't play sports cause you were going to get hurt. My mother was never worried about me getting hurt, but getting me there while she had to work and stuff like that was always like an issue. But uh, no, my mom was never like a, you can't do something. She was always like, go fucking do it all. Do everything. There's nothing you can't do. That's that's not, not how I was raised. Like that might not, that might be like a little too gung ho. Like maybe you need a balance of that. Um, well, when you're talking kids, like you definitely need to regulate that a, a wee bit because uh, some of these kids don't need to be doing certain things, obviously. Right, right. And then my dad was always like, why can't you do more girl stuff? I, I, I want to do the fun stuff. <laughs> I want to I want to go. What girl stuff? Well, like during Christmas and stuff like that, he would buy me like a necklace and like the boys would get rollerblades. Like I wanted to rollerblade. I didn't want a necklace. I like the boys got, I don't remember. They got something else really cool. I got a jacket. That's because he doesn't really know you. <laughs> Just buy me the fucking rollerblades. Whatever you're buying them, buy it for me too. Cause I want to do the fun stuff. 
So, but he never said I couldn't do anything either. He just always wanted me to do like girly stuff. I didn't really want to do the girly stuff. That wasn't me. Yeah, I mean, it's like our kids. It's, you know, they, they're trying all kinds of different things. Karate, coding, uh, circus stuff, gymnastics stuff. Mm-hmm. What else have they done? Football, baseball. Oh, he hasn't done football. Soccer. No, he did football. He did? He did football for a very short time. Basketball. I mean, it, it, see what works. Mm-hmm. So far, not a whole lot. <laughs> well shit like i try to force them to do some stuff to a point like i don't want to some of the stuff that they haven't continued like i totally get it like i wouldn't have fucking wanted to do it either like when he did t-ball he did t-ball and then once he got into baseball the coach that he got wouldn't let him play and he was still little like seven really little for a long time and then all of a sudden was the big kid. Well, no, I mean, um, when he did the baseball, he was only like seven years old and he got on a team that the coach said, you won't play for a couple years. You got to earn your spot. He's seven. Like sticking a seven-year-old on a bench, like I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing to say, but that also would have only been his coach for that That season. year, right. He was not one to just sit on a bench, though. And his attention span was not very good. He's a wild boy. He wants to be out there and do do stuff. He doesn't yeah. want to sit on a bench. It's and frustrating to watch him play baseball because <laughs> he's so different than me. Well, he's the weird thing is though is he's very athletic. He just isn't very committed. He is not good at team sports. We learned that with basketball. Mm-hmm. He got on a basketball team. And again, I totally get why he quit. Uh, they, whoever was picking teams, uh, they picked kind of favorites. And then the team that Riley ended up on was like the doo-doo team with like all the brand new people, people that didn't know, people that were really small. And then that team also was short people. And so there was only enough players that they all had to play. Nobody could ever sit out. Those kids were tired and they lost every game. And he didn't want to do it anymore. I'm like, you got to do it for the team. He's like, I don't care about the team. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like all those kids were tired. That was a yeah. rough season. That was a brutal season. It was It That's was enough tough. to make me not want to do it again. Yep. So, but there you go. Okay. So stuff got tough and we decided it wasn't for us. So there is a balance there. So I think you got to find that balance for yourself. Um, but I think more often than not, you got to push through. Well, that, I think that was setting setting kind of a goal. You know, it wasn't like, well, that game sucked. This team sucks. We're done. Uh, we finished the season. No, we didn't. We almost finished the season. <laughs> okay, the team got broken. It was so hard on the kids that the ki- team well, got split, broken up. Split the t- so we we finished until they split the team up. Yes, once they split the team up, it wasn't our fault. Some of the kids went to other teams. Some of the kids were like, it was so much for them that they were they didn't do it either. Um, and that one coach was like, come on, come to the team. We'll take care of you. And he's like, yeah, right. That's what the first team said. They didn't take care of me at all. <laughs> and that was it for basketball. Um, yeah, it happens. It's, you gotta, at least he was out there trying it and doing all these different experiences rather than, you know, not trying anything. So I think of those parents or those kids that are like, I'm so happy that my mom made me practice my violin. 
50 hours a day because now I'm a great violin player. I'm like, man, I don't want to. I wish I would have kept playing guitar. I don't want to bitch at my kids for 50 hours a day. Yeah. It's got to be give and take. There's got to be some passion behind it too. I mean, they've got to want it just a little bit. I think that's where the difference is. It's, it's, you know, you, you want it and then it gets difficult. So they quit versus like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to quit. Like, you, you wanted it just because it's hard doesn't mean that's when you quit. You know, if I, they never wanted to do it in the first place and they go on about quitting, you know, then you can say, well, you know, you gave it and maybe you gave it an opportunity to see if you liked it, didn't like it, move on from it. Because you don't want to also you don't want to waste your time on shit you don't care about either. True. I think giving yourself some type of commitment is a good way to kind of force yourself to work that out. Um, which is why like the forcing the kids to play the season when Bella started. Um, so she did gymnastics and she did gymnastics for two years and, um, she asked for gymnastics for quite a while. And so I, she had quit some other things. And so I was like, okay, we'll do gymnastics. We got her gymnastics. Um, she didn't do it for one. Like they had several different sessions. She didn't do it for one. And we came back and they actually said she came back and was really good and wanted to put her to the the longer class. And so she was doing really good at it. And she got to, she was bored. Like it wasn't, she, just, it, she didn't really like it. And so I was really worried when she wanted to do the circus thing that she was going to quit because, you know, things get a little bit difficult. And sometimes like she decides she doesn't want to do it. And this girl is so crazy stubborn possibly the most stubborn person I've ever met in my entire life. She's a pain in the ass. I think that it can it can be a superpower. Like, hopefully these powers are used for good and not evil. But she is stubborn. And so when she signed up for it, I didn't tell the truth. It's month to month. But I told her, you sign up for it. You sign up for the whole season. Like, it's a commitment. You can't not do it. So don't, don't tell me that you're going to do it if you don't commit to the whole entire season. So you go until summer starts. She was like, I want to do it. Like, like literally, you can't stop. And she loves it. She really likes it. She's still doing it. She's on her second year now. And uh, now they don't. The, the circus she's in right now is what she wanted to quit? That's the one I would not let her quit. She wanted to quit gymnastics. Oh. She was good at gymnastics. They said she was really good. They wanted her to stay. But she just, she, she didn't really care for it. Just wasn't her thing. So maybe that's what she had to go through to get to this circus thing. And she really likes the circus. But no, I did not give her an opportunity to even say that there was an opportunity to quit. I was like, it is a commitment and you cannot, like, if you sign, like, we still have to pay, you still have to go. And so that was, like said, in the very beginning. And that way it wasn't like she did it for a short time. It was like, well, wishy-washy. Plus we had to buy, like, the uniform and that kind of stuff. So it made it so she was forced to be in there. And again, though, that is why I love the 75 Hard program. And I think everybody should go through it, not because you want to lose weight, not because you want to get stronger, not because of any of those kind of things, but because it's strict. It makes you uncomfortable. Um, You have to do like two workouts a day for 45 minutes each, and one of them has to be outside. Why? Because it makes it inconvenient. And it makes you pre-plan. And that's when you got to say, oh, well, how am I? Like, I'm not somebody that'll go work out in any weather. So I better pre-plan that. I think you kind of get to know yourself, force yourself to get to know yourself so that you can work through some of these things. So we we were both military. So we've gone through basic training. And that's essentially uh, 
you know, a very um, similar program <laughs> is, I guess, yeah. that, that's more involved. So I think anybody that was ever in the military has gone through that self-awareness that you can do the shitty things, right? You can do what's hard and get through it and overcome, persevere, all that kind of stuff. But I think anybody that hasn't had to do that, there really isn't any careers out there or any anything really. Law enforcement, firefighting, maybe yeah, those. It's not the same. Like, Oh, oh because you're not forced? You're, it's not a boot camp. I mean, maybe some police. Like uh, post, right? Yeah, that be? Some of them have a little bit, but it's still, it's not. It's not the same. Like you, you, you're not broken down and as a police cadet. You're you're, you know, trained, and and you grow from there. You know, in the military, they break everybody down to the same level, and then start the process of building. You know, the soldier that they're looking for, um, and it's it's eye opening. You know, no matter what age you go through, seventeen to what is it, twenty seven, like it, it's it. It's the, it's the exact same for everybody as far as breaking them down and growing them back or, and you know, bringing them back up. It may be easier for the certain different age groups, but it's still the, the same process. Um, and, and so, I mean, if that's it's just not like an those option, people that are that's like, oh, good. I could never do the military. I don't like people yelling at me or telling me what to do. Those are the people that need it the most. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I really, truly believe that everybody, like everybody, me, you, like we don't realize what we can do like people can put up with people can do so much more people can go further i I don't know like there's just like that uncomfortableness happens and we just want to stop and some of those people just never get through that i don't want my kids to be like that i think for a lot of people that's the first reaction Eh, it's easier not to and you really think they just quit I don't hang out with these people. I'm glad I don't. Okay. It gives me a skewed look on the, the world. That's because you and I, we think of something and, uh, you know, 30 minutes later, it's uh, going for a Guinness World Record. <laughs> yes, we did. You know, we're like in literally 30 minutes, we have gone too far to turn back. You know, after we've processed exactly how much work is involved and what we need to do, it's too late. Got to do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I think with all this COVID and this lockdown stuff, especially since you say people do want to not do stuff and quit, I think it's going to make stuff worse. Though maybe the people that do want to do, maybe that just is going to push all of them further, further out in the front once some of this shakes out. It's like our client that has the the bar. And I talked to him when all this stuff first started, all the COVID stuff. He, He just... Wanted to outlast everybody else. He had he had competitors and, and businesses that were around him that people could go to them instead of him. And all yeah, he knew all he had to do was outlast them. He has. And now business is booming. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good. You know, it, not everybody should do everything, you know. So it's good that some people don't. I prefer to be one of the people that that do kind of like when the real estate crash happened like maybe there were a lot of people that really shouldn't have been realtors and they were in there for the wrong reason or they just it really wasn't them because i think once that whole thing like shook all those realtors out what you were left with with like those were the passionate ones that 
they were gonna. Yeah, I mean, real if people go and they get their real estate license, thinking all they got to do is sell one house a year and they're gonna be rich. <laughs> you know, it, shit's difficult, and you need to be good. Yeah, you need to really want to do it in order to to stay safe with it. Well, I can just hope that we do good by our kids and we don't end up with quitters. That's all you can do, right? Right now, it's just a waiting game. <laughs> we'll see, what we'll see how we do.